So we're going to continue along the lines of snapshots of the Holy Spirit. Uh, all we're doing here is giving you pictures. All right. People have been teaching about the Holy Spirit for years. All right. But one thing that I never got was a picture of it. Okay. How does that look? Okay. They'll tell me that they're filled with the Spirit. But how does that look being filled with the Spirit? You know, I've never heard someone say it was full of the Spirit. Everybody filled. Never heard. Yeah. Catching it. You can't even find that in Scripture. I was watching a movie the other day and a woman said that she said, I remember when your mother used to come to church and catch the Holy Ghost. Like, how you catch it? It's in the air and you just grab my angel. I got you. (laughs) But yeah, we're uh, and so what I want to do with this series is show you guys how the Holy Spirit looks working in your life. Okay, that's why I had to let you know the Holy Spirit is not just an individual. It is an entire ministry. Okay, is it an entire ministry? All right. The Holy Spirit is not one word. It's Holy Spirit. All right. It's not a name. It's not a noun. All right. It's not a person in heaven named Holy Spirit. All right. We must understand and do things according to scripture and understand this is an entire ministry. We've been missing conversations with our angels because nobody told us that we had angels encamped around about us, protecting us, ministering to us the ministry of wisdom. The ministry of might, of strength. Okay, all those things are surrounding us at all times, ministering to us. And nobody told us these things. They just told us the spirit came upon us and that spirit was in us and then it would tell us everything that was truth. What is truth? Okay, it would tell me how to fix my car. No, the Holy Spirit comes upon you to give you power, the power for gifts, the power for miracles, the power for uh, um, commanding angels. That's why we have to even understand that we are not an army. I don't want, no, we are not an army. Anytime you see the Lord or the host, the host is the army. We're commanders. We're not an army. We don't fight. We don't fight. When's the last time you got in a fight with Satan? When's the last time you got in a fight with a demon? No, that's the angel's job to fight. Daniel's praying. The angel come to him and said, the moment you start praying, we heard you. But it's been a war going on in heaven. The war is going on behind the scene. We are commanders. All we have to do is speak. And that's part of the power. But the main power that I want you to understand is the power to obtain moral excellence and soul excellence. The power of giving your soul to the Holy Spirit. The power of giving your life to the Father and letting him conform that thing to the point where when you look up, you're a totally different person. So when you look up, you can now take your destiny. I remember when y'all came in here, you weren't ready for that. <laughs> you weren't ready for no destiny. Okay, now you're ready. I see you, Manushka. I do. Okay, when she was nervous, she wouldn't even pray. Now, she ready to cut down trees with her prayer. Okay, she wouldn't even pray. She wasn't, she wasn't, hold on, I don't know, but you mean what you want me to do? I, she didn't, mm-mm, trying to get her to pray on that prayer call. Oh my God. <laughs> 
We had to have about three counseling sessions just to get her to pray on a prayer call. Okay. Now she got no problem. No problem with it. Okay. We came to get our life. All right. And, and this is how this looks. Okay. We can start off with the healing, with the miracles, with the deliverance. I want to do it like Jesus did it. All right. I want you guys to be so in tune with that relationship that the rest of the stuff seems normal. Okay, you have to trust in your father that he's going to use you that way. What would make Jesus tell somebody at a wedding, go go get water pots and fill them with water and I'm going to turn them to wine. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. They would have been all right if they didn't have no wine. (laughs) Party over. What's crazy about it is that was the first time he showed his glory. The first miracle he did was to get the party jumping. I know we don't want to hear that. (laughs) We want to hear he raised somebody from the dead. No, the first miracle that he did was turn water into wine for a party. One guy said his first he was a bartender. First miracle is a bartender. Okay. And so that's the goal here. The goal here is to get you guys to the point where this relationship is so authentic that no matter what he asks you to do, you do it. No matter where he tells you to go. Okay, for him to tell Jesus, son, this is what I want you to do. Amongst your disciples, I want you to speak to that tree and curse it from the root. For what? The the tree was not growing figs out of season. It wasn't the fig season to even grow trees. And he cursed it at the root. For what? Just showing. Just to show them this is the power you can walk in. But his conversation wasn't about power. Okay, his conversation was about the relationship. It was about the kingdom. That is what he came to give us. The relationship and the kingdom. Everything else will come with that. So the title of today's message is led by the spirit to live by the spirit. Okay, led by the spirit to live by the spirit. It's 1240. All right. Okay, so we are led by the Spirit to live by the Spirit, okay? Now, in between being led and living is us walking, okay? We have to be led. Then, when our hands are let go, we walk. From walking, we move into living the life. And so I'm going to walk you through those three things. First is being led by the Spirit. Then you go from being led by the spirit to walking in the spirit. Okay, after upon walking in the spirit, now you live the life. Amen. You live the life. So we want to be led by the spirit, but then we want to walk in the spirit. And eventually we want to live in the spirit. We want this to be our life. Jesus didn't. Jesus wasn't just led by the spirit. He lived this life. He lived his life. It wasn't a thing where every now and then he thought, oh, I'm a Christian. I better act right. No, it wasn't every now and then he thought, oh, you know what? God is my father. Let me start doing this. Nope. 
It was from the time he woke up to the time he went to sleep, even while he was dreaming, that relationship was intact. It was his heartbeat. Because it was his heartbeat, he lived a certain life towards the father. Because he lived a life towards the father, you've seen all these miracles happen. You've seen him being used in mighty ways. And we have some men, we have men that have did it, but we have yet to see a generation. It's going to take a little bit. Okay, don't don't fret. It's gonna, it takes a while. Okay, it took him 18 years before he got his ministry. It takes a while. That's why we build community, because with community, everything moves faster. Everything moves faster. Us constantly praying together, us constantly encouraging one another, us constantly reading. Okay, hearing messages. Doing healing rooms, doing deliverance sessions. It takes a while, but after a while, it'll become our life. And then we take over America. Okay? Then we take over America. Until then, we're learning how to be child. Because the first place you start at is being led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit, okay? A lot of times what happens in the church world is that you get people who come from the world into the church and they automatically want to walk in what people been walking in that's been been living the life. Okay, we we tend to think it's like an intellectual thing. All I have to do is know this and I can do this. No, you have to know it. It has to be absorbed into your soul. It has to become your life and then you walk the thing out. Romans 8:14 says for all who are being led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Now, to lead means to direct. It means to guide. So if I'm being led, that means there's a leading or a leader. It ain't, it's not me. I'm not leading myself. It says, for all who are being led, by the spirit of God. These are the children of God. Okay, that word son right there is we us. The whole purpose of us doing this walk is to start at a nepios level and eventually get to a we us level. But it starts with us being led by the spirit. Led by the spirit. Okay, now, it's three ways you're going to be led. You're going to either be led by the spirit, meaning that the spirit is upon you. Angels are ministering to you. So the Holy Spirit is upon you. Angels are ministering to you. The nature of Christ is speaking to you. So you're going to be led by the Spirit or you are going to be led by the Word. You're going to be led by the Word. Jesus said the Word that I speak to you is Spirit and it is life. Okay, we're not leading ourselves. That's why he brings us into a spiritual family because he bring he brings us away from our natural family. He brings us away from our natural family because our natural family has an inclination of leading us the way the family's going. Hit that light. Hit that light. The Bible said that the the Bible says that the the the, the word is truth. 
Don't worry about it. I just want to see if it was, um, yeah, there you go. Okay. It's kind of awkward how those two lights work. <laughs> and so we're either being led by the spirit or we're being led by the word. We don't have a life in which we are being led by what's going on in our head. We're not telling ourselves something. Okay. And, and, and the thing about it is all of our thought process before we came into this life was given to us by the world. So now we need the spirit to lead us. We need the word to lead us because we need to learn the voice of the father. The only way we learn the voice of the father is through the word. Jesus said, the word I speak to you is spirit. It is life. Jesus said that the word is truth. The Bible tells us to meditate on the word. Meditate on it. If we meditate on it, said we will be like a tree. The Bible tells us if we obey the word, we will be prosperous. You see the problem? What is leading us? As many as are led by the spirit, these are the children of God. You have to be led first. Somebody has to take your hand. That was the issue with the children of wilderness, the children of Israel. They're in, I'm about to call them the children of wilderness. Should be their name. Now, this was the thing with the children of Israel. The, God was taking their hands, trying to guide them through the wilderness, no matter what he did, no matter if he gave them quail, no matter if he gave them bread, their shoes never wore out, their clothes didn't get old, they had cloud, a cloud by day, they had fire by night, but in, every time they went through a situation, they turned back to Egypt. He's trying to lead them. Look, I'm done after the water, okay? After the Red Sea parts, I'm done. You ain't got to say nothing else to me. This is God. This the one right here, okay? You didn't have the Red Sea parts. You didn't swallowed up my enemies. They get on the other side and they still complaining about food. That's what a hardened heart is. It's when a father keeps on showing you miracles, keeps on showing you how, showing you His hand, but you you never believe. And there's nothing he can do with a hardened heart. But surgery. You need a heart that can absorb all of these things. The other way you can be led, the other way of being led by the Spirit is through leadership. I know that's a tough one. I know it's a tough one. I got to say it, though. It's by leadership. All right? It, it, it is what it is. The Bible says, obey those who have the rule over you for they watch for your soul. Somebody has been, somebody has been assigned to watch for your soul. If it ain't in this ministry, find the ministry that is. But God gave somebody authority over your soul, not over your life. It ain't my job to tell you what color to wear. It ain't my job to tell you how to decorate your house. It ain't my job to tell you what to do with your life, where to go on your day to day basis. But when it comes to your soul, that's my responsibility. That's leadership responsibility. Why? Because the leadership sees something in your soul that you don't see. The Bible, the Bible tells us in Ephesians that the fivefold ministry is there to perfect the saints. For the work of the ministry until we all come to the knowledge of, of the Son of God. 
But in the end result, the scripture tells us to bring you guys to a mature stature, which belongs to Christ. That's our job. You have a leading the word, the spirit, then you have leaders. This is the only way we can be led by the spirit. That's why I told you, I'm not telling y'all this just to be saying it. Okay, if the father say, uh, Dr. Hardy and Apostle, this is what I want you to do. I want you to have church on Sundays, church on Wednesdays, and, and Thursdays. Everybody who is being led by us is telling the same thing. He's not telling a different thing. He's not saying, I want y'all to do Sunday, Wednesday, but then tell y'all, y'all do it every day you want to. Just pick a day. Now, why am I saying that? Not so you can show up and I can be like, ooh, look, they there. No, I'm telling you that because the leading turns to walking, turns to living. (laughs) And if you have an issue being led, you'll have an issue walking. I've seen people been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years, still don't have their life. Still not walking. Still ain't past the stage of being led. Jesus said, I came to give you an abundant life. The leading, the walking is supposed to bring you to a life. (laughs) So what we have to do is what? Look at our life. If I don't have it, then I have to ask myself a question. Am I off in the leading or am I off in the walking? Let me go. I'm going to Galatians. Let me say this. Plus, leading, this is, it's not by coincidence that there's so many scriptures talking about us being children, Terry. It's not a coincidence that the Bible says that the uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom is theirs. It's not by coincidence that Jesus said when apostles asked him who's the greatest in the kingdom, he pulled a child up. It's a difference from leading a child than leading an adult. A lot of times we do marriage counseling. The easiest marriage counsels, counseling it is to do is people who have not been married and they're young. When you get people who are getting married and they are older, they said their ways. They said their ways. Okay, that's a more difficult process because they're not seeing themselves as being young in marriage. They're seeing their age. And you can get somebody to come into this spiritual community and they could be 70. Say, I've been doing this my whole life. Y'all heard that, ain't you? (laughs) I've been doing this for 70 years. That you can be 99 years old and be a nepios. Spiritual birth and natural, two different. Spiritual life and natural life are two different things. Galatians 5.18 says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So whatever leads me, I'm under it. Whatever leads me, covers me. So if I'm led by the flesh, I'm under the law. If I'm led by the flesh, the law governs me. 
If I'm led by the spirit, grace governs me. Whatever it says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Being led by the spirit causes us to represent the name. So when we're led by the spirit, it's not about us doing them Ten Commandments. Because in them Ten Commandments has nothing to do with character. (laughs) That's why Jesus told him, he said in the Ten Commandments, it says, if you get caught doing adultery, this is what happens. But I say to you. Those who are about to be led by the spirit, because nobody in the Old Testament was led by the spirit. They were led by a person who was led by the spirit. They weren't being led by the spirit. So none of the commandments involved them imitating Christ. Taking on the character. He didn't tell them. If they slap you, give them the other cheek. Nope. He said an eye for an eye. (laughs) Because they were not being led by the spirit. Okay. Now, this is the way this works. We are taken by our hand. All right. And we are being led by the spirit so we can learn how to walk in the spirit. Even in here, it was times where we had to call you. Where you at? <laughs> you remember? It was times. Now, I don't, call, I don't call you no more, do I? I don't call. No. The people, this is how you can tell who's being led, <laughs> who still needs to be led, and who's walking. If you gotta, if your boss gotta call you and tell you, where you at? (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's no promotion in your future. There's no promotion in your future. If he gotta call you and tell you to be to work, there's no promotion. If the professor gotta call you and say, where you at? We had class today. I'm pretty sure there's no graduation in your future. Okay? We have to be led. Being led teaches us how to walk. That's why kids grow up. Being raised by parents. That's why Paul said, I became your father when I presented the gospel. He didn't say the Bible. That's a whole other conversation. He said, I became your father when I presented you the gospel. Because the good news is that you have a father, you have a kingdom, and now you can live as a child. That's the good news. The good news is not that Jesus died. <laughs> that he was beaten. That's not the good news. The good, that's not, it's not the good news a man was beaten. Okay? The good news is what you get because that took place. Okay? So, We have to be taken by the hand, led by the spirit to learn how to walk. All right. Y'all ready? Okay. Walking in the spirit. Walking means to regulate one's life. Meaning it is I use the spirit to manage my life. I wake up in the morning. This is what Jesus did. So I wake up in the morning. Father, what is it that you want me to do today? 
I use the spirit to manage my life. Should I be over here? Should I be over here, over there? Should I be going here? Should I be going there? The spirit manages my life. When I allow the spirit to manage my life, I am now walking. Walking also means to conduct one's life. So I measure my behavior based on the spirit. Not based on society. Not based on if they say this is okay, then it must be okay. But this is the best part of this to me is it also means to deport oneself. It means to deport oneself. So when I begin to, when I'm being led, okay, it's different than when I'm walking because when I'm walking, it is as if I've left one realm and entered into another. You're being led until you make up your mind, I'm going to follow. Why would God give you leaders if he didn't want you to follow? Why would he give us the word? Okay, okay, I'll say it like this. Why would instructions come in the box if you didn't need them? <laughs> Why does the bike come with instructions and we don't use them? This just tells our mindset. I can put this together without the instructions. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got a whole nother project. You didn't invent something totally new. But to walk in the spirit means to deport oneself, to deport oneself. It's as if you are moving. You, it is as if you are leaving earth and you are moving into heaven. I no longer need you to grab my hand. I can do this by myself now. You remember when you had to teach somebody how to ride a bike? Teach a kid how to ride a bike? I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> They fall off, they get up, fall off, get up, fall off, and then I got to leave me alone. You know how kids is. They get the ride now, suddenly they won't do no hands. <laughs> but that ain't where we started at. You don't put them on a bike and say, I know it's your first time riding a bike, but do it with no hands. Romans 6, 4 says, therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. Okay, let me read that again. It says, therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. So being led is to take us, bring us into a new life. That's why 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says that we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. You have to be led. Because first of all, you need to be taught what faith is. You have to be led. And then one day, you let go of your sight and you begin to walk by faith. When you walk by faith, what you are doing is you are switching your lenses. You are not looking. That's why I told you 
Anytime Satan is speaking to you, think opposite. Why? Because he's an opposer. So if he's saying the ministry ain't going to work, yes, it is. <laughs> if he's telling you, I'm a, see, walk by faith. The spirit realm, my attachment to heaven. What is he saying? Not by sight. <laughs> if I walk by sight, I quit. This is too difficult. It's too hard. It don't look like it's going to work. You especially got to do this in marriage. Okay. Friends too. Family. Especially the... the <laughs> because when you first get married... I don't know if I should. Y'all know. I got, I, I got, no. I don't want y'all running. No, I'm just playing. Because when you first get married, we all think everything going to be peachy. It's not. Okay? I hate to tell you. Two people becoming one is the most difficult thing on the planet to do. Everything is easy until you bring another person in. <laughs> Everything's easy until you add another person. You was cool. You can do anything you want to. Do you have kids? Now, every time you make a decision, you got to look at the kids. <laughs> Everything was cool, bro, when you could just go and do your thing. Now, where you going? <laughs> Everything was cool when you could wear that dress and you could look all and then until he say, uh, where you going with that on? <laughs> Everything is easy. When it's just you by yourself. But the problem is always going to be when you bring another person into your life. That's why ministry is a build up. You start by yourself. You get married. You have kids. Okay. You learn that. That's why the Bible says if a man can't rule his own house well, how dare him try to rule? Because you got to go through that practice. I want to t- say what I be telling husbands, but I can't because I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Dang. Get in trouble? Okay. No. Ah, should I do it, AD? No. Okay. AD said, no, don't do it. AD said, no, don't do it. You know what I was about to say, don't you? <laughs> he know what I was about to say. Not right now, it ain't. <laughs> Says, for we, so we walk by faith, not by sight. That is the newness of life. Prior to you coming to Christ, you didn't walk by faith. The Bible says, by faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So everything that we see was created by what we don't see. So now you mean to tell me I got to walk a life in, 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 in everything I'm looking at? I got to say that's a lie and wait to hear from heaven. It's a new life, but you have to be led into that life. You don't just come into the church and say, oh, I got faith. I see in the spirit realm. Look at all the angels. <laughs> That's not how it happens. You are taught those things. Okay, we have conversations. I have constant conversations with all y'all. Tell me what you see, and I'm telling you to be in faith. <laughs> you come back again. Tell me how it look, and I say, have faith. <laughs> You come back again, tell me what you see, and I tell you, trust God. You come back again, tell me what you see, and I tell you, what does the word say? That's the leading. So one day, you just stop, huh? Say, <laughs> you just stop calling and stay in the flesh. Now I'm just playing. 
So one day, it, it clicks. In the middle of a situation, you turn. Chris do this all the time to me. I was about to do this until I thought about you. That's being led by the Spirit. I was, I was about to do this, then I thought about my leader. I was about to do this, I thought about what the Word said. I was about to do this, then the Spirit prompt me. This is a new life. This is a new life. But it starts with you being led, then walking. Galatians 5.16 But I say, walk, in the, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Is that self-explanatory? <laughs> Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the de- desires of the flesh. So, if I am carrying out the desires of my flesh, that means I'm not walking in the Spirit. Which usually means that I have not spent adequate amount of time being led. I avoided being led because I don't want nobody to tell me what to do. <laughs> And because I avoided being led, I don't have a mature walk. Okay? Let me tell y'all this principle so you won't think that you could ever escape it. Jesus said this, King King. He said, no, John, the book of John said this, that you can never say that you love God but don't love your brother. Okay? You can You can never say, I love God, but don't love what I see. You can never say I'm humble to God, but ain't humble to people. It's the principle. You can never say I'm led by the spirit without being led by people. He didn't get a fivefold ministry for no reason. You, you can't. I know we like to bypass God. I mean, bypass man and and say, I'm only led by God. That's impossible. That's nowhere in scripture. Even Jesus had to submit to Mary and Joseph. <laughs> so you, everything that you do, and you, if I say that I'm humble to God, it has to be shown with men. Jesus wasn't just humble to his father, he was humble to his disciples. So it says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So whatever we walk by, whether it's spirit or flesh, will determine what we carry out. It's like a military order. Some's telling you to do something. Some's telling you to do something at all times. It's depending what you, care, what you carry out will depend on what you led by. Ephesians 5 and 8 says, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Hmm. Ephesians 5.15 Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. The Bible awfully concerned, Terry, about our walk. <laughs> because you are children, uh, uh, because you are in the Lord, it says walk as children of light. 
Be careful how you walk. Don't walk like someone that is unwise, but walk like someone who is wise. Philippians 3.17. Brethren, join in following my example. This is Paul talking. Brethren, join in following my example. Join in following my example. Okay? And observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. So he says, show me, he said, brethren, I want you to join in following my example, but I only, but also what I want you to do is observe those who walk as we walk. What is he saying here? Follow me as I follow Christ, but pay attention to those who are not following Christ and don't follow them. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. A law professor teaches law students how to become a lawyer, how to become lawyers. Am I right? That's a pattern. (laughs) If you want to be a lawyer, you can't bypass that. Medical school teaches you how to be a doctor, right? If you want to be a doctor, you can't bypass that. Every basketball team, football team has a coach. You can't join a team and not have a coach. (laughs) What is the coach going to look? Follow my example. That's what the coach is telling the players. Follow what the coach is telling you. If you don't want to follow what the coach is telling you, what's going to happen, Show me. They're going to be on the bench. You're going to be on the bench. You know, I've seen players who were extremely talented. Okay, I was in high school with a guy who was extremely talented. When I tell you the guy was cold, but he was uncoachable. So when colleges came... Coach had to tell him, good player, but he uncoachable. He a good player, but academically, mm-mm. There's an example you must follow if you want to go to the next level. You want to get recruited? You want to go to college? Then what you must do is obey the coach and, 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 and do the work assigned by your teachers. If you don't do that, there's no next level. You go to law school, don't show up, forget the bar exam, forget the trials, forget going to court. All of that is going to elude you. Why? Because you did not want to be led by the professor. I've been doing this for a long time. Everybody who was consistent in it has a ministry. All the people who weren't still inconsistent. (laughs) Wayside. I'm telling y'all how to get your destiny. Watch this. Jesus in recruiting his disciples, Q, said, follow me and I will make you. (laughs) Follow me and I will make you. There's a process of being made. He didn't say, he didn't say, don't follow me. Just join me. No, follow me and I will make you fisher of men. And what happened? 
those same apostles, and he, this was Peter he was talking to, same apostle preaching on the day of Pentecost, made history. How did he make history? By first being led. By first being led. Nowadays, when I listen to different people, especially if they're of high quality, I always look back and see where did they come from? I did not know Matthew Stevenson came from John Eckhart. <laughs> Bishop Oyedepo, you know who he studied? Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland, both of them. He studied Kenneth Copeland for uh, prosperity. He's from Kenneth Hagin for healing. No, I, I, I read one of his books a month, a, a week. Okay. This man said before he sat down and started his ministry, he found the top 39 ministries in the planet and studied them all. He wanted to be led. So he found somebody who was doing it on another level better than he was. And he adhered to the information. All right, live by the Spirit. Now, we go from led, which is the being guided, being directed, having a leader or a leading, to walking, which means to regulate ourselves by the Spirit, means to conduct ourselves by the Spirit. And this is deeper. I mean, I'm just surface. I'm just brushing over this today. Okay, this is very, very, this is deep. Okay, I can show you stories from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, to back all this. Okay, we go from being led to walking, to eventually living. That's what we all want, right? We want to live this life. We don't want it to just be something that we show up on Sunday, we show up on Wednesday, but our life has never changed. I promise you your life going to be changed messing with us. Nobody has ever come in contact with these two people right here, stuck by our side and not changed. Period. Period. That's an anointing. All you got to do is be by and we ain't got to talk about the Bible. I'm just being honest with you. Because we gave our life to him. We didn't give our situations, our circumstances. We gave our life. We've been in this from day one. From the time we got married to now, we've been doing this 100%. We don't have any other plans. Never did. So now, to live means, you will not believe this, Ola. It means to enjoy your real life. <laughs> Folks, don't just, we just don't study. I'm trying to tell you this stuff. It means to have a, 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 a true life worthy of the name. So it's bigger than I'm saying I'm God's child. What you got to show for it? Can't just say you got to get to a, pa a place where you're not just saying I'm God's child. What do you have to show for it? There's a real, genuine, true life. There's a predestined life that belongs to you. And you go from being led to walking to living that life. I'm living it.
If you live in it, say amen. amen. All right. All right. <laughs> Romans 8.13 says, For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So now they want us to have this life so bad, Manushka. He says, if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. (laughs) You must die. But if you are living by the spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body. You will live. So the whole purpose of this thing is, is so you will live. We want you to live. We want you to have your life. I told you, this is the thing that upsets me about church is that people do it for so many years and they never see their life. It bothers me. Especially when you, when they lifting up these, when they lifting up pastors. Pastors. When they lifting up church leaders. I need to do better. I need to do better, Q. Help me. And you still don't have your life. You talking about how good he teach, how good she preach, how she pray, how she, where you, where the life at? What a walk at? That bothers me. The scripture says, for if you live according to the flesh, you must die. So when we are living according to the spirit, we are killing the deeds of the flesh. When I live a life of just forgiving, I'm killing my flesh. When I live a life of praying, I'm killing my flesh because my flesh don't want to pray. Uh-oh, when I'm fasting, when I'm living a life of fasting, I'm killing the deeds of the flesh. When I'm living a life of giving, you know why most people don't have a life? Because they don't have a life of giving. That's why the devil, the devil, the devil trick folks when it come to giving. He trick them. See, I tell y'all all the time, me and Dr. Hardy good on money. The, that ain't why we ask you to give. We ask you to give because you need a harvest. You need a perpetual harvest. Every season you need something popping up. Where that come from? I told you, you know, they just, they just look. They just reimbursed me all my student loan money. Where they do that at? (laughs) You feel me? They reimbursed me my student loan money. I already got money. I didn't need it. Money don't come to those who need it. It comes to those who give. It don't come to those who need it. Just because you need money, God ain't going to give you money because you need money. It's some principles that you have to practice. And as it becomes a life, you look up and you always got. You always have. I don't tell y'all to practice righteousness for no reason. This needs to be your lifestyle at a high level. And the more you do it, the more you do it, you, you start to see your predestined life unfold. You start to live a life worthy of his name. 
To the point where you ain't saying, God, my father, and God like, Ugh, uh, uh. <laughs> what I think Kirby be doing? Yeah, how you doing, Kirby? <laughs> I tell Kirby something. He be like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but the, the purpose of us, the purpose of us preaching and teaching these things at you, it ain't for our benefit. We don't get nothing out of you showing up to church. We don't get nothing out of it. you. We're giving to you. <laughs> we're sowing into you. I don't say this stuff because I want to know. I'm saying this stuff because in the end, I need to see you have your life. I need to see you married with your boo, with your house, healthy, having fun, traveling the world. I need to see you with your life. Okay, I need to see you with your power, with your authority, with your strength. I need to see you operating and functioning in your ministry. It's going to start with you being led. It's going to start with you being led. It's going to start with you walking. Somebody got to let your hand go one day. And the more people come in here, I ain't got time to grab people. The more people come in here, I'm only grabbing leaders. I'm just being honest with you. Sheep reproduce sheep. Shepherds reproduce shepherds. Okay? Y'all bring sheep in. I'll develop shepherds. So after a while, no, I'm not going to be counseling about looks. No. Talk to somebody else. Talk to one of your brothers about that. That's why Paul, that's why the apostle said, look, I know these Hellenistic widows need to be fed, but we ain't got time for that. We got to give ourselves to studying of the word and prayer. We ain't got that time to be doing that. You don't have the assignment I have. You don't have to stand up here every week. You ain't got to count. You, no, when I get done with here, my job is not done. And I ain't just talking about as an apostle, as a father, as a husband. So no, certain things I don't have. No, it got to get. It's gonna get to the point where no, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> I don't have time to. Time been on me, but it takes a process. Okay, you have to lead. You have to lead, and then as you go along, certain people gonna let your hand go, and you gonna see. Okay, good. That's like the Bible said. Had they been with us, they would have remained. They didn't want to be led, so they left. But my only thing is find somebody else to lead you. I don't care if you leave. Just make sure you're being led somewhere else. I just want you to get your life, even if it ain't here. I want you to have your life. Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Mm. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by, the, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now I already told you, living by faith means we have moved our belief system from earth to heaven. It means we have moved our belief system from temporary things to eternal things. The Bible says if my mind is set, mind set, that's a walk and a life. 
My mind is set. Fixed. I ain't moving it from here. It said if your mind is set on heavenly things, it brings life and peace. (laughs) If your mind is set on heavenly things, it brings life and it brings peace. But if it's set on earthly things, it brings death. Death means you automatically become detached from the spiritual realm. But look at this. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live. He said, it ain't me. But Christ lives in me. He's my spirit has merged with Christ. We're now one spirit. That's a mindset. He recognized it in himself. I've been crucified. He says, I, and it is no longer I who live. I've been led. Soon as he got, what happened when he got blind? When Paul got blinded? What happened? The next thing he was, what? He was led. He was led. He blinded him. Then he was led. Then God spoke to Ananias. <laughs> Remove the scales. You ain't looking at an apostle who just was on the road to Damascus and got converted and all of a sudden now he's an apostle. No. That man spent 15 years before he even walked in his ministry. Got called up to heaven. (laughs) But it started with being led. This is him testifying of his walk. He's letting you know inside this body, I don't live there no more. (laughs) Christ is living here. And because Christ is living here, the life that I now live in this flesh is strictly in faith in the son of God. So the life I now live is life as a joint heir. The life I now live is a life in Christ. Mm. An abundant life is the life that we want to live. Am I right? Is that what Jesus said? He came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. So how does the devil steal, kill, and destroy? By destroying, watch this, the leading and the walking. And you never see the life. He destroys the leading. He destroys the walking. It's so many people I know if they would just listen, I can help them. But they would not listen. And perpetually, every year, I see the same thing go on in their life. Same stuff. Family members. I know I can help you. I got the information. All you got to do is look at my life. All you got to do is look at what we. But you don't want to be led. And because you don't want to be led, you don't you never walk. You never learn how to walk. And because you never learn how to walk, it never becomes your life. Paul is testifying. I don't live in this body no more. (laughs) 
But if you want to live the life, it is going to be dependent on how you walk. But your walk is going to be dependent on how you are led. Galatians 5.25. And I'm about to close. Mm. Yeah. Told y'all under an hour. I told y'all. Hold on, we ain't out the woods yet. Galatians 5.25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So our walk tells how we live. If we say we live by the Spirit, we should see it in our walk, right? Okay? If you say you're a pimp, you should have a limp. All right? Whatever spirit is leading you, you should walk like that. If you say you're a drug dealer, then death or jail is in your, is in your, your future. However you live is how you're going to walk. Okay? I'm just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, that's, uh, I got to stop watching Matthew Stevenson. I really do. Uh, but you got you to let your personality doubt anything you do. All right? So, like I said, if we have no abundant life, what do we trace it back to? Our walk. And our leading. You do the same thing for your anointing, for your power, for your finances, for your health, for your family, for your marriage. I told you, we counsel over, we counsel hundreds of people in marriage. Some of them in year 25, some of them just getting started. It's, we've counseled people who've been married for 25 years and had to start them from the beginning. Because they just got married. They didn't consider the walk. The man didn't consider, okay, I got to be a husband. No, he got married to have a wife. (laughs) The wife didn't consider being a wife. She wanted to get married to have a husband. She wanted a boo. And so 25 years later, we got to correct that. (laughs) Now we got to reshift you. And refocus you and say, this is the way you should have did it from the beginning. Now, it's a blessing that they've been married for 25 years. But married for 25 years is different from being together for 25 years. The issue we always have, that's why we always start when we do marriage counseling, we start at what? How you grew up. That's where we always started. Why? Because however you led, I don't care. However you led, 40 years from now, it's still going to be there. That's what we tell couples in communication. Like, no, y'all don't have, no, ain't nothing wrong with your communication. It's just that when you, bro, when you say this, she hear her household. <laughs> she hear her household when you say that. You said I love you, but the last person told her I love her slapped her. Your words are genuine. 
It's just that when you said them, the person who led came back, resurfaced. Everything is traced back to how we walk. How we walk is how we live, and how we live is traced to what is leading us. Whatever you're doing behind closed doors is traced to what you're allowing to lead you. That's why you need a spiritual community. I'm closing. Ezekiel. Some of y'all say it bread. Ezekiel. 47 and 3. Turn it down a little bit. Now, this vision, this story is a vision that Ezekiel had of being led by an angel. All right? Now, I want you to see how the leading works. And the story is written it says, as the man went out the east, the man is an angel. All right. It said, as the man went out east with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a third of a mile and led me through water and it came to my ankles. Now, he said the angel came out of the east with a measuring line, like a measuring stick. And he measured off a third of a mile and said, come with me. He said he led him through the water and it came to his ankles. Verse four says, then he measured off a third of a mile and led me through water and it came up to my knees. Now, this is how this works. The first measurement, he hadn't went nowhere. And when he led him, he ended up in the water up to his ankles. This is how it looks in the spirit realm. There's a measuring line right now for the next level for you. All right. There's a measuring line. I'm telling you to practice righteousness because that's the only way the spirit going to lead you. After a third of a mile, it was up to his ankles. He said, then he measured off another third of the mile and led him. Then it is up to his knees. He measured off another third of the mile and led me through the water. Water represents spirit, right? Okay. And it came up to my waist. Now, when it's at your knees, you got to make some decisions. I ain't one for water. We went to the beach. Alana scared the life out of me. She wanted to go till it's all the way up to her neck. I'm like, Alana, come back. <laughs> I don't play with water like that. Okay? Somebody tell you I drowned? I was drinking water. <laughs> okay? I don't mess with water like that. But when you get so far into it, you got to make a decision. Either you're going to keep going or you're going to turn back. Because he led him to the water and it was up to his ankles. When it's up to your ankles, you can tell you're no longer on dry land. You're now in another realm. All right. Once it get up to your knees, you know, okay, I, I, got, I have to make a decision. When it get up to your waist, your walk changes. 
your walk changes. You can't, you could run when it was at your ankles. <laughs> you could run when it was just up to your knees, but at your waist, it's difficult to run. Why? Because your body is totally submerged. It's a different type of walk. Mm. Verse five. Again, he measured off a third of a mile and it was a river that could not be crossed on foot. <laughs> For the water had risen, it was deep enough to swim in. A river that could not be crossed on foot. So ankles, knees, waist symbolize the filling. All right. Swimming symbolizes full. Swimming means I'm operating in my destiny. Okay. Because swimming brings about a different principle of moving. When I'm swimming, I ain't got time to wave to nobody. Okay. When the water gets so deep that you got to swim, your feet can't touch the bottom. So you got to stay active if you want to stay above. Okay? You don't have any time for that. You don't have no time to put your foot in that, put your foot in there. You ain't got no time to look, turn back and look and see what everybody doing when you swimming. Now, when your ankles was in the water, when your knees was in the water, even when it's to your waist, you can look around, you can talk, you can have conversations, but it's a danger when you swimming. Total different mindset when you walk in no land and when you swimming in water and your feet can't touch the bottom. Total different mindset. You need all your extremities. <laughs> Why? Because you got to stay floating. This is where right now we're swimming. We're in our destiny. We're swimming right now. We don't have time. We got no breaks. Ain't no days off. Take advantage of it while you can. When you get at the height of your destiny, you know, days off. <laughs> it's a total different lifestyle. Because watch this. Our destinies are rivers that cannot be crossed with water. They cannot be crossed by foot. This is your destiny. Your destiny cannot be crossed by foot. You're not going to just walk. No, it ain't going to be crossed by foot. You're going to have to swim, which means what? You're going to have to immerse your whole body. You got to put yourself all the way in this. Watch me. Verse six, it says, he asked me, do you see this son of man? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. He said back to the bank of river. He didn't lead him across. Okay. He brought him back to the bank. The reason why he brought him back to the bank was because he was showing them how it looked when you led by the spirit. He was showing them how to lead and looks. I'm telling you, this is how it works in the spirit realm. Right now, there's a measurement. There's a line that's out there right now. You can't see it, but it's telling you if you keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, you're going to hit the next level. Satan's job is to get you off of that level, get you off of that line that's been measured for you to keep going. That's Satan's job. 
Get you away from where you're going. Don't be led. Because he know that every time you keep going, you get deeper and deeper and deeper in this. This ain't something that me and her just started doing. Watch this. This is 20 years of consistency. This ain't five months, six months. This is 20 years of consistency. You can count on my, you can count on one hand the times I miss church. Am I lying? You can count on one hand the time I missed church and it wasn't because of something. Either I was in a hospital or I may have to go out of town for something. You know why? Because I want what's mine. I want what's mine. I knew I was going to be in ministry and, and, and Pastor Bishop Bell used to always tell us, if you want to grow, you better go. So corny, but it was true. Everywhere he went, I was there. Am I lying? No. Everywhere he went. Now, I'm not telling y'all be everywhere I'm at. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, engulf yourself in your destiny. Engulf yourself in practicing righteousness. Be led. Okay? Be led. So you can walk. Because even when you live, it's still about you being led. Every day you get up, you got to be led by the Spirit. There ain't no next level you leading yourself. So either you led by the spirit, you led by the word, or you led by a leader. But there's no way that you're not led by leaders and are led by the word and the spirit. They're a combination. That's why I told you, I didn't want to go to Nigeria. I said, Father, you want me to go to Nigeria? You don't want to ask for a mentor. That's what he said to me. You don't want to ask for a mentor. I want to go know what I want to go to Africa for. I'm just being honest with you. That wasn't I have never had a desire to lead a country. Have we ever had a conversation with you where I said, "Ooh, I can't wait to go overseas." No. Not at all. When we shut down that 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 uh uh, uh the prophecy for a week, that wasn't my idea. That was the idea. Sometimes you have to allow people to lead you. He called me the other day. Hey, I want, this is what I want you to do. I want you to listen to this message that I'm getting ready to preach about building ministry. Okay, I'm on it. Boom. You always going to have, I got people who I talk to in Alabama. I got people who I talk to in Chicago. I got people who I talk to. I'm always looking for somebody to help lead. I read books. I find the people who are doing what I'm doing because I want to be led because I understand that before you walk, you have to be led. Somebody got to introduce you to it. Somebody got to introduce you to it. There's no way Terry becomes a lawyer without going to school to be a lawyer. <laughs> There's no way she become a doctor without allowing the teachers to give her some assignments. You should have seen her going through her dissertation. You should have seen it. She do all the dissertation, show me. And then the teacher, then the, the chair come back and say, it ain't right, do it over. <laughs> what do you do? Well, if you don't like being led, you quit. But when you don't mind being led, 
You say, okay, you buckle down. Now, she didn't want to do that. I can tell you the whole story. All right, a lot of tears and fighting and arguing, and but eventually she got back, she did it, and now she got her own practice, she got her own business, and was it worth it? Absolutely it was. At the time, it don't seem like it. It don't seem like it, but in the end, I told you, man, I've been under some leaders that were cruel, that were harsh. I told you, a pastor told me, you ain't a man, you barely produce piss. I'm going to say something else when I get off camera. I mean, off the audio. Okay? No, it's... I'm just telling you, the Father wants you to be led because there's a lot of stuff that he has to get out of you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Okay? But not only that, Q, the reason why he wants us to be led because he wants us to eventually lead. And... Okay, if you haven't been led, then you do not know how it feels to follow. (laughs) If you don't know how it feels to be led, then you don't know how it feels to follow. So you have no sympathy. You have no sympathy for those who follow you. We're not doing this for for no reason. So. You have to be led, then you walk, then you live.